shirtless in that movie it was his pants that were bugging me not his chest it could have <laughs> been the to me. <laughs> the pants i just didn't expect to see that build with his head so it's like oh he's he was built like a bare knuckle boxer or something he wasn't he was very broad he was bulky and broad and he wasn't uh cut like i uh, yeah would, would expect a sith lord to be yeah i thought he might be more of like the thin, just real mm-hmm. cut, but he, he was, can't really tell under all those robes. Mm-hmm. But those pants just, I mean, they look like little stretchy pants. There's like no fly. Yeah. It's weird. Well, he has to take them completely off when he uses the restroom on the, <laughs> yeah, on the dreadnought. Yeah, inconvenient <laughs> is their, their attire. <laughs> yeah, I, and uh, seeing him shirtless in Francis Ha, I think he looked normal in that movie. So I don't know, maybe it was the lens they were using. I saw him shirtless all the time on Girls. He didn't look like that? Mm-mm. So this is whatever Disney exercise regimen that they have him on. Like in the last season of Girls, you could tell he's bigger than he's been in all the rest of Girls. Mm-hmm. And that's their, I guess they're kind of their end build. Yeah. Because I think he was shooting The Last Jedi. Because he was in, like, what, maybe three episodes of the finale? Wow, that's it, huh? Yeah. That's yeah, a. Gotta give all of your days to Disney to do absolutely nothing in a movie where you uh, talk and your stunt double does a bunch of fighting. Yeah, yeah. I, he's, you know, he's capable of so much more. Oh, yeah. But he smashed his helmet in an elevator. Remember that I scene? I know. I was also like, already, you're not gonna wear the helmet anymore. Seriously. Yeah. It's like they're taking everything that charmed us from The Force Awakens and saying, never mind. Yes. I started thinking conspiracy theory stuff. That okay, Force Awakens, they untethered themselves from the entire Star Wars extended universe by blowing up Coruscant and everything and bringing everything back killing han solo of course spoilers for those listening uh to say like we're gonna we're about to head in new directions and they took it kind of a step further with the last jedi by saying oh we're gonna do everything a movie early instead of doing the trilogy of evils defeated in the third one so then i started thinking does Kathleen Kennedy and all of LucasArts, they hate George Lucas now. They're just, this is all revenge against his story structure and everything. And now they're just like, oh, you expect all this to happen one more movie? Nope, happens now. And uh, the resistance is 12 people. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't know. By the end of it, it seems less Star Wars than 
anything. It's yeah. just not really a Star Wars movie. It's a Disney movie set in space. <laughs> For real. And all of those interesting things that they could have done from the first movie, they just paid off really fast in this one. Like, her parents are nobody. Uh, Snoke's dead. Um, I guess the First Order isn't doing anything but just hunting down the rebels. They should be establishing planets and setting up their local government, whatever that is. Yeah, what was, why was Snoke a hologram the whole movie in The Force Awakens and then all of a sudden he's like, oh, hey, I'm here on my ship. I'm yep. going to see you all in person. Cause... I'm just sitting here. I could just as easily control you from far away because as we know from the movie he can bridge the gap between people's minds but I'm going to put myself in danger and sit here yeah I mean that's all the everything that I mean just Force Awakens left me with so many like what about this what about this what if this is this and that's that Mm -hmm. and I was so excited and then this movie just kind of stomped on everything yeah, so maybe the major plot twist of The Last Jedi is that the Porgs aren't the worst part. Yeah. There's already a, an image, a drawn image of him milking a shirtless <laughs> Kylo Ren <laughs> and leering at the camera. <laughs> See, I'd heard about that scene beforehand. I thought that was going to be part of her Jedi training because Yoda was kind of like, okay, you need to run around. You need to put on this backpack. So I thought he was going to be like, well, I'm out of milk. Go get me some. And it was going to be this like, oh man. Nope. It was just Luke drinking green milk and saying, big deal. You want to fight about it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I tried to kill Kylo Ren. Oh, okay, and I just, I'm sorry. Hmm. I know, you know, I hated the let's go Chrome Dome line. Yes. But I also hated freaking Rose riding up on that little toy robot and saying, come on, Finn, and he jumps on it, and then they, uh, it just seems so... <sighs> toy robot. Oh, the um, the ATST that BB-8 Never was little, piloting? Yeah. Okay, yeah. It just seemed so ridiculous the way that was cut too it's like they're on the robot and they're running towards the the shield that go opens into outer space and then it cuts to i guess they got in a ship at some point and they're flying out i just i really hope brianna tarth survives and she survived being stuck in a trash compactor on a planet that exploded so (laughs) to come back in this one so I don't see how she f- fell She's through flames. She's got amazing armor. Oh, I guess so. She'll come back and it'll just be like her eye that's all burnt where it was. A- that would be so amazing. It really would be. And she'll just be helmetless so you can see her. And it's about time she had, you know, a character instead I of know. just... Oh, hey. <laughs> and re- I mean, come on, seriously, in what universe except for... Not Star Wars, the Finn best Captain Phasma. I don't know. Cheap shot. And Poe is wasted. He really was. He should have been on a, that adventure. Yeah, we didn't need another character. Mm. Just have Finn and Poe, because they never. They got separated on their adventure in the first one, so that's when they get to stay on their adventure. Yeah, they hang out and, you know, would touch each other. I'm not sure. <laughs> They don't have to take it that far. They just hang out and be cool together. Be bros. 
I got your back. I got my back. It could be like a Spock and Kirk thing. So, oh, you saved my life. Oh, I saved your life. Con! Mm-hmm. So, shall we <laughs> begin? Hey, yeah, what's this podcast about? Huh? Oh, um... <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to Leave You Yasha. Very sorry. <laughs> this episode's called Tetsaiga and Tensega? Tensega. Okay, alright. So we know, I gathered from the very beginning of the title, it was going to be about another sword. I did not expect it was going to be what you foreshadowed a lot earlier, which was, have you noticed, Sashomaru San Samar has never used his sword. <laughs> and I said, no, I didn't even know he had one. And I said, yep. So it's almost like, uh, what's her name, Ryoku Mumurami, whoever created Inuyasha, oh. <laughs> noticed that he doesn't have a, he has a sword he's never used. <laughs> I drew this character without thinking ahead. We should explain where that sword came from. And open up a whole new story arc. Yay. Yeah. You know, like a writer does who writes a story where one thing leads to another and you create mysteries and interesting things within your universe. Not just a bunch of things that happen. <laughs> and I also kept in mind uh, the preview. From the last episode, because you said it was the weirdest one. Yeah. Yeah, I told you it didn't really spoil anything, because... <laughs> that was the weirdest fucking thing. I rewatched re it, and... Oh, what? <laughs> Nothing about this episode. No! <laughs> yeah. It's like they brought in a person to just uh, who's never watched the show. <laughs> like, what's the premise? Oh, she's a modern girl stuck in Japan. Got it. And something about a sword. Okay. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous yeah good or really bad preview but i guess a good preview if you don't want anything spoiled for you good in that regard it's also <laughs> bad that i don't think i want to watch this show <laughs> i think i can skip this episode even though we get important information about uh, sashomaru yeah this sets up a bunch of things that are going to happen oh yeah, good to uh, way to go uh, preview. <laughs> that was sarcasm. <laughs> but I like the idea that um, we still don't know much about their father, but he has this plan that's like, I want my two brothers to work together, so I'll give one this thing and I'll give another one this thing, and that'll help them become better people. Maybe they'll even work together as brothers. And then it didn't work out so well because. <laughs> hate each other yeah give the half weaker demon quotations the more powerful sword to protect humans and give the super strong full demon a sword to save people yeah. oh spoiler <laughs> oh right okay not for me because I watched the episode but yeah Yes, the uh, the Ten Sega Genesis does has an ability that uh, Sashomaru doesn't care much for. That's why he's been trying he to never get uses the, it. the other sword. sword. It's pretty worthless. Even though I still say that uh, they are powerful without the swords, but I guess you need a sword. Fine. Fine, dude. Why he actually uses his sword all the time? Doesn't he? T he has blades of blood. He's got he's got the spin dash thing that I can never remember. Uh, Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. Which steals no souls, really. 
Unless it does later. There's a bunch I don't know about this show. But we start, oh god, 15 minutes. Uh, we start this episode with uh, Miyoga's hanging out with his best friend who we've never seen before. Todosai. He's a blacksmith or swordmaster. He creates swords. They're walking by the full moon, which, uh, how long before Inuyasha changes into full human? Hmm. Must be like two weeks. Oh, yeah, yeah, because it's the new moon. Yeah, which is the blank no moon in the sky, or completely covered up by the shadow of the earth. I don't know much about the phases. No, it's just, it's gone, right? It's all in shadow. All in shadow. Yes. Okay, write me in. So, so Miyoga's talking to Todesai <laughs> about uh, Inuyasha and how he's doing with the sword. Not well is the his grade. He's unleashed its true power once, where he killed a bunch of demons in one stroke. So, yeah, Miyoga's kind of trying to talk him up a bit. Yeah, he's like, oh, it's pretty good. <laughs> Todesai's kind of like, eh. He could use our help, so... Tedesai says, oh, we should test him then. Uh, what could that mean? I don't know. I think the test is going to involve uh, being an asshole and acting senile at opportune times. Yeah. For the most part, Tedesai really annoys me. <laughs> but he's got a flying cow, so I mean, can't yeah. be all bad. Is it the same cow that you see briefly in the opening credits? There's like a flash of a cow. And Is that flash. three guys? I'll have to watch the credits now. Yeah, I'll have to look carefully. Because it could be. There's a cow. Okay. Those opening credits have so many clues. <laughs> I know, I always skip them. <laughs> no, you're not supposed to skip them. It gets you <laughs> geared up for the show. <laughs> Wait for a better theme song. <sighs> Alright, fine. I think I've got a new one coming towards the end of the season. Ooh. Sweet. So Jockin, uh, meanwhile, is walking across some molten the, the ground, some molten rocks. <sighs> He's uh, burning his feet and not realizing that his feet are burning. And a uh, classic, classic bit where he falls, <laughs> burns himself up. He's actually so looking funny. for Todesai. Oh yeah, Jockin. He's a real, he's a real comic relief for the bad guys. But Todesai very nicely has left a note saying that he's moved. Carved into the bones of his fish hut. There's a lot going on here that uh, maybe we shouldn't really ask too many questions about. <laughs> and Sashomaru, who was there this whole time and could have just done this errand himself. So he's moved. <laughs> he doesn't want to sell you the sword because you're a dick. Oh, no! <laughs> Why does Sashomaru smile? Is it because, oh, he's he doesn't like me? I can finally kill this guy. I've been waiting on the sword forever. Yeah, I don't know. It's very out of character. Mm-hmm. I, w I wouldn't think it would make him happy enough to smile. But, yeah, apparently he's like, let's go get my sword. <laughs> I'm gonna go kill this guy. Maybe just death makes him happy. But meanwhile, our gang, he's uh, walking along. Kagome's not worried about a test at this time. Not like the preview would have you believe. She's just real sad that she lost all them jewels. Yeah, she doesn't really seem to care about the modern era at all in this episode. 
and uh, Inuyasha is characteristically understanding, uncharacteristically <laughs> understanding, rather. And everyone is speculating because he's in love with Kikyo, so... so like, yeah, so he's not wanting to paint Kikyo as a villain who stole Kagome's jewels. Yep, so everybody piles on, and he gets all angry, of course. Super defensive. And uh, Kagome wisely distances herself from this whole discussion. <laughs> uh, quite literally. Uh. <laughs> and then and then we hear a moo. <laughs> <laughs> we get our uh, one of the show's many just then. Uh, uh, we hear a moo and they don't know where it's coming from. And they look up and the cow falls on them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Todasai arrives with a moo and a flash of lightning. And he just Attacks Inuyasha with a hammer. He says, draw your sword. And Inuyasha's like, what the hell? And he goes, then I attack. And he uh, complains about the resonance. The resonance is all wrong. It's not strong enough. So you're clearly not the person. Manages to also stop the sword with a piece of leather and shine it. (laughs) It's dull. It's getting dull. Just like Harry wasn't taking proper care of his wand in the Goblet of Fire, Inuyasha has not been taking care of Tetsaiga. That wasn't in the movie, was it? Oh, probably not. Yeah. That book is like 7,000 pages, so it's been a while since I've read it. (laughs) Oh, it's for young adults, you say? Well, (laughs) tell Rowling to edit herself, then. You know, the show is also made for young adults. Inuyasha? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so Still is, young? <laughs> so is Star Wars. Ugh. Yeah, I don't remember that in the Goblet of Fire. That this when they were all weighing their wands. They were all having Ollivander check them, and then Harry like gets all like when he sees Cedric's, it's all like polished, and like Ollivander asks him like, "Oh, have you been doing this and this?" He's, oh yeah, every night. Harry's like going, oh god, mine's been up a troll's nose, and <laughs> I haven't been doing anything to my wand. <laughs> but he, like Ray, uh, he can do things effortlessly, and <laughs> it's fine because he's the chosen one. He'll just pass out and wake up, and everything will be fine, and his friends will have solved the mystery without him. Why am I throwing, like, I'm in a bad mood about Harry Potter now? <laughs> He passes out, like, in the first five books. Yeah, but he usually passes out, like, defeating the dark magic or whatever is. Yeah, usually because Dumbledore gave him something. I mean, he got bit by a basilisk in the second one. The fang went through his arm. Who hasn't? And then woken up fine. He slayed the basilisk. Ron and Hermione didn't do that. (laughs) The hat gave him a sword. He pulled the sword out of a hat. I remember that. Gryffindor's sword. <laughs> Little did he know that was one of the Horcruxes, right? No. Oh. No, because then Neville it, Longbottom uses the sword to cut it off. It can kill Horcruxes because it had absorbed the basilisk venom. Okay. What it made it more powerful because it was goblin made. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on the seventh book, so I'm like... Oh, okay. He's pretty much, I think, on the last Horcrux, so. Can you name all of them? Because I can't remember them. Uh, the diary, the locket, the cup, the snake, um, um, 
I say the locket, I said the locket. The the diadem, the ring, I said the snake. It was Harry? And then Harry was a horcrux. He was the sacred oh, horcrux. Oh, yeah, the scar. Um, that's why they can communicate. And then Voldemort was the seventh piece of his soul, right? Or did he split it seven times and there were eight pieces total? I can't remember. I'm just wondering if we're going to find out that Naraku has also split his soul across the land and they need to go around uh, hitting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> nice look on your face. <laughs> Have you watched the show before? <laughs> I've never watched the show. That was a joke I was making. I retract the joke. And I also hmm. wonder if Sango's going to die. Hmm. Oh. <laughs> okay. I won't do that thing where I just guess over and over again. <laughs> oh, I thought Naraku's thing was just going to be his uh, little soul puppet things. It's like, oh. We've killed him. No, that was just a puppet. No. I'm still alive. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. <laughs> hey, obviously, the puppets don't do any good as Kikyo killed him with her fingernails. No. <laughs> Well, I think we need to talk to Rumiko Nakahashi about <laughs> ripping off J.K. Rowling or whoever came first. I feel like Inuyasha did. They had to have been around the same time. I'm not sure when the manga started, but... I think 90s. Really? That early? Mm, write us in. <laughs> Great. So anyway, oh, where the hell were we? Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> oh, Totosai is shining the, the sword. He busts it with the leather. Uh, it turns into a Pokemon episode at this point because both uh, Moroku and Sango say the same thing at the exact same time. He stopped it with a piece of leather? Team Rocket? <laughs> After this bit of weirdness, they all talk. And uh, the general gist of it is that Totosai is skeptical of Inuyasha's ability. He just wants to break the sword. I'll just snap it yeah. in half. Which Inuyasha is not cool with. And he sticks it in his mouth. <laughs> um, and then I think uh, Totosai turns out he's the one who made the sword yep. at the request of his dad. So he knows the potential of the Tetsaiga. And that he can help unlock its true potential. Yeah. Because that- he points out there's probably some demons who've gathered up their own sacred jewel fragments by now, and you're not going to kill them by just swinging the sword around. Yeah. Or with Iron Reaver Soul Stealer. With all the silliness, this really is like they sit him down and say, you need to start taking this stuff seriously because uh, uh, you need to, uh, to unlock the, the true power of the sword before you die. Yeah. It's more than, as Shamaru says, uh, a log to swing around. <laughs> And uh, speaking of Sashomaru, uh, Totosai says that uh, he'll help them as long as they kill the man who's after him. <laughs> and I can't believe they were really like, an old man is after you? They didn't think... I don't know. I mean, Kagome really had to like put it together like, wait a minute. It was kind He's of silly. not old. And he wants something more powerful than Tetsaiga. Took him, kind of, and then you know, Sashomaru makes his grand entrance. Yeah, uh, riding a two-headed dragon. He got a different <gasps> demon at the demon store this time. This one sticks around. His name is Aun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> really? He's in the rest of the show. <laughs> oh, fantastic! 
Yes. Much better than the giant uh, golem that. Oh, I guess that thing died. Because <laughs> <laughs> sucked into got the wind tunnel. In, right? <laughs> so, Oahu, what's his name? Aoun. Aoun. Alright, rhymes with moon. That's how I'll remember. I'll forget in two episodes. Don't worry. <laughs> okay, so a big fight breaks out as Sashomaru arrives. Todasai acts forgetful. I don't think for a second that his civility is real. I think it's like uh, Miyoga's quote-unquote bravery. Yeah. He just happens to be standing in the safest point. Yes. Yes. And Inuyasha, after swinging a sword a bunch, he actually gets punched in the face for a change by his brother. He's learning some new moves from his brother. <laughs> and after everybody makes fun of Inuyasha for being so weak... Uh, that's when uh, he attacks wildly. Uh, I guess we get some silliness here, too, where uh, they tell Kagome to get back to where they're standing because Miyoga's there. Oh, yeah. She's like, wait, where's Miyoga? And they're like, on Miroku's shoulder. <laughs> yeah. They're like, get back, Kagome. It's not safe where you're at. And Tadasai just pushes her out of the way. <laughs> but if she's like about to run, he like grabs her and like, wait. And then... <laughs> Runs ahead. <laughs> now, now he's supposed to be a badger. This Todasai. They say that a few times. Then he's a badger. They uh, not lying. They do. <laughs> I swear to God. But he doesn't look like one. Doesn't really act like one. Unless oh. badgers in mythology are frequently um, tricksters and uh, breathe fire everywhere huh. and have cows. I don't know. It's, it's a weird really country. Long <laughs> yeah, that thing comes in handy later, though. So when uh, Inuyasha is attacking wildly, uh, Todasai breathes fire. He gets sick of Sashomaru implying that uh, you're gonna make the sword for me, aren't you? Or just give me uh, Tetsaiga. He goes, nope. <laughs> but he accidentally hits Inuyasha. <laughs> So, uh, Jockin and Inuyasha get flambéed this episode. Yep. <laughs> but, I mean, it shouldn't have hurt Inuyasha because he has that fire rat. Yeah. Maybe that's why I didn't He seemed him. okay. <laughs> Scorched him just a little. <laughs> he seemed fine in the next cut. <laughs> yeah, and this is also where Todasai reveals the other sword. And he already created a sword for Sushomaru that he never uses. And everyone goes, that's right! I've watched all of the previous episodes and I've never noticed he does not take out that sword. <laughs> and Sango's like, even I noticed and I haven't even been here this whole time. Oh, Sango gets filled in on everything. Who's that oh, guy? Yeah. That's uh, Yasha's half-brother. Oh, oh yeah, she hasn't met him yet. You think Sango's like, eh, he's kind of cute. And she's a Sushomaru fangirl. <laughs> I don't know, she really hates demons. Uh, yeah, that's true. And uh, Sashomaru is angry at all this information. It's like, this sword, you created it. Blah! And they get away, right? <laughs> Todasai uh, slams his hammer on the ground and turns the earth into a mold. Oh, that's right. He goes, uh-oh, he's mad. <laughs> Time to run. <laughs> he cracks open the core of the earth and uh, somehow... Another front lawn. Yep. <laughs> Looks just like home. <laughs> and they fly away. Yep. And Kilala, did you watch the uh, subtitled version yes. of this? 
Did you notice there was a strange moment when Moroku's talking, his voice changes. It goes from his normal voice actor to what sounds like a much older man saying the same line he's supposed to. Like, they didn't have that or something? It wasn't the guy who was doing Todosai or Miyoga? I don't know. Um, I guess it could have been, and then just the mouth um, was animated for Moroku. But either way, very strange. You know, I'll play it for you after this, but... Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. It doesn't happen in the, the dub, of course. It's still that guy. It probably says something cheesy. <laughs> says, oh, this reminds me of that one time. <laughs> and then he grabs Sango's butt. It didn't even happen in this episode. <laughs> and, oh, they as they're flying away, they call Inuyasha weak some more. It's like, God, I'm sorry you yeah. suck so bad at fighting, Inuyasha. It's not going to motivate him. It's going to motivate him to leave the group. And then they have uh, another talk at a campfire, and uh, he reveals what Sashomaru's sword does. It doesn't cut people, it heals people. It's a weird thing for a sword to do, but there you go. Yep. It is unclear if somebody's dead, you can stab them, and then it brings them back to life. It's just somebody's hurt, you cut them, and then they're cool. Lizzie shaking her head. <laughs> Trying to avoid spoilers. <laughs> but he does the thing to, to Jockin. It is if someone is dead is how you get it to work. Is there a time limit? There might be. The, okay. Well, we know from the Soul Piper episode that it takes a while for your soul to leave. So maybe it just puts yeah. your soul back in your body. I don't think it's super spoilery, but you'll see him use it eventually the the little demons that like take take your soul to wherever uh. the underworld something he, he's able to see them and so when he kills them with the sword it brings the person back to life oh uh, interesting okay so it kills hell demons yeah that's, so it a, person. that's an answer fine <laughs> so I mean technically it cuts it just doesn't cut anything on, like, this plane. <laughs> well, it's a good thing, because uh, when that happens to Jacken, maybe his life is a uh, hundred... He gets a hundred years back. Good for him. <laughs> it was like, I'm so curious about your sword. And he goes, oh, yeah, I'll show you. <laughs> Jacken's like, ah, I've been murdered. It would have been cool <laughs> if uh, uh, Kylo Ren had a lightsaber that only healed people. So they could have run this whole con game on Snoke, where he stabs Rey. And it's like, oh, she's dead. Nope. And then they throw her out the airlock, and then she uses her force power to... But they wouldn't put that in a movie, because that'd be really stupid and off-putting if somebody used their force power to go through the cold depths of space back into... Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, oh, God. I w okay. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, Todasai eats all of the meat. Oh, the whole pig. <laughs> and nobody likes him. That's yeah, all I wrote down for that scene. He's pretty much an asshole. Even Moroku hits him with his stick. Yeah, everyone hits him. He constantly has bumps on his head. 
Oh, and to Shomaru and Jokin, this, remember when he was getting, when he had that arm of the blue demon that like rotted away before Naraku gave him yes. the human arm? And I was like, gosh, I thought it showed you killing. I thought it showed us, you know, him killing the demon and putting the arm on. Ah. This was the scene I was all mixed up in thinking about. Okay, so he's tried a few arms, and like Breath of the Wild, he knows which one lasts the longest, because the <laughs> weapons break in that game. And uh, puts it on, and says, I'm going to get that sword once and for all. I get ya. So he kills a poor, innocent water dragon. Yeah, so Totosai, who has said that uh, this was their father's final wish, that they would keep their swords, uh, Sushomaru doesn't care. This is the one time he's defying his dad, even though he admires him so much that, like, no, father, I want that sword. You were wrong. I was so wrong. Yeah, I think Sashomaru might have lost a little bit of respect for him when he jacked up with the human. And... That's really the way to piss him off is uh, talk about the shortcomings of his dad and how he even failed Sashomaru himself in certain regards but so Todesai's leaving uh, having given up <laughs> he still tries to take the sword one last time and he's like alright I'm out of here and <laughs> zooms away on his mukau <laughs> and he's thinking to himself the other thing you uh, you foreshadowed to me a while ago the, the wind scar he's like, he doesn't even know what the wind scar is uh... There's an episode title, A Distance Away, I don't know how far, about some sort of windscar technique, so we'll see what the hell that is. I love it when a story creates new mysteries that entices you to keep watching. <laughs> Even when there's annoying badger blacksmith. Oh, he's fine. It's not really an Although he and Shippo and Miyoga really need to have like a annoying side character off. <laughs> and see who survives. <laughs> Any one of them could take up the duties. Tarasa has got a flying cow. No yeah. one else brings anything like that to the table. And Mioga can stand in the safest spot so that you know where to defend yourself. And Shippo, well, I'm sure he does a couple of things. <laughs> He's good at telling the truth in a blunt, uh, a tactless manner. He's good at stirring the pot. He can use Foxfire to kill some bees. Oh yeah, that's right. He did that. And don't forget, he, he can kill bees. If Kagome drops the jewel, which she does frequently, he could pick it up and run. <laughs> Although, True. I mean, he's really going to be hurting for a job now that Kikyo has all them jewels. <laughs> Or Naraku. Oh, Naraku does. Oh, that's right. They're all screwed. Yeah, he doesn't really drop drop stuff. He dropped it uh, when he was fighting the Thunder Brothers. Don't forget that. <laughs> but he found the Thunder Brothers. So there's that. Poor Shippo. Okay. So as the, our gang is ready for the closing credits, uh, Todesai comes running back, pursued by Sashomaru with his new demon arm. He really just killed that dragon for no reason. <laughs> he whipped it to death. His whip seems as powerful as the sword he wants, but fine. And uh, 
So Shomaru also appears to know what the wind scar is because he says, "I'm gonna get that wind scar." Well, I mean, he has said, "You, when he had the human hand, you know, you don't even, you can't even use it, and it will give you a hint that swipe that kills a hundred demons in one stroke. It's the wind scar." Ah! <gasps> uh, <laughs> a rat beat here. So obviously, yes, the Shomaru knows since he used it very easily. Oh, uh, yeah. I thought maybe that would have like a different name, like a thousand mile beam of truth. <laughs> no, it didn't. It was like it had these little claws out from the sword. The uh, three little claw things. Okay. I just don't get wind from that technique. Kaze no kizu. Well, fine. <laughs> so Shomaru-sama. Yeah, oh no, he stops uh, Inuyasha's sword with his dragon. Yeah, yeah. he grabs it and says, give me that sword. So it's I all the, like sparking. I assume the next episode is going to be their fight. But maybe there'll be a twist where there is no fight. And uh, <laughs> they'll all just leave. Oh, there's a fight. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, really? Something cool happens? I love it when cool things happen in a show. Or a movie. <laughs> Just saying. Someone's going to point out that the movie can at least record sound. Fuck you guys. I'm learning, alright? <laughs> learning how to make a podcast and record sound. Anyway. So that's the end of the episode. Um, I like it because we learned a bunch of stuff. Didn't realize I missed uh, Sashomaru so much. It seems like I haven't seen him in a long Aww. time. I am no Sashomaru fangirl, but uh, you say that now. Uh, you just wait. He'll win you over. He's a beautiful man. I'll have little stuffed Sashomarus all around your house. Oh, oh good. <laughs> this warm fuzzy. What's it called? The thing he wears. He's fluffy. Oh, it's fluffy. I think we're still in kind of the meh episodes for me. Yeah, I'm wondering when for you it picks up. But uh, I take comfort in knowing that we're far enough along in the show where we're, we've ended the second jewel. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. We've moved from blue onto green, I think the next one is. Wow. I know. We're... You, you listeners at home don't know how far along that is exactly, but... <laughs> Aren't those ones all dubbed? Or are they subtitled? You say they're subtitled at a certain point. Still, so far, they're dubbed. Okay, that's what I thought. Yep. Yeah. But we'll do a Reddit recap episode after this, and uh, we'll talk maybe for ten minutes, because there wasn't a whole lot that I haven't mentioned <laughs> in other episodes. But Hey, we could talk about The Last Jedi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That'd be a good way to end this episode, where we just ramble on endlessly about other things we didn't like, and then it fades slowly into the song. I did. I well, we can talk about what we did like in that movie. I think I mentioned I liked all of the Ray Luke stuff, and if that could have been the whole movie, I'd have been fine with it. And the Kylo stuff, where he's talking to her, and she's getting kind of both sides of the same thing. I enjoyed that. Luke was such a grumpy old man. But I like that, though. I like that he has to be convinced that... Because, you know, he failed. He failed his friends and the Jedi Order and couldn't make a new one. Yeah, but Luke could kind of 
kind of failed at things before, and he didn't go sit on an island and sulk for hmm. a couple decades. I guess that's true. It would have been nice. Okay, maybe that was the test. If the big reveal at the end is like you had to want to come here, kind of thing, they do that um, Buddhist temples, I think, where you have to sit outside and wait. Mm. And that's how they know you really want it. Could be wrong about that. Uh, I like that. Other than not really caring about Laura Dern's character, I like that she hyperspaced through the dreadnought at the end, and that shot was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm. Um... But her not telling uh, Poe the plan meant that uh, they risked their lives for no reason. And if it's an option to hyperspace through that thing, could have done it earlier. Although I guess the shields had to be down. Is that what they're saying? I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, that's that was the whole point of getting in there to that. Oh, that master codebreaker guy. That's... You can tell he's going to come back for the next one. That yeah. he's going to be like a Han Solo type. And they had, is that Justin Thoreau, who was the actual codebreaker that they had to get? Look at the red lapel. Oh, I don't, see, I thought, I, I did have to go to the bathroom at one point, so I did miss, um, in between them getting thrown in jail, and then all of a sudden they're running through a field on those, like, giant rabbit horses. Oh, yeah. Just before they get thrown in jail... Uh, they're looking around, and Finn is like, we're looking for the guy. And then Rose high-roads him about, oh, this place isn't so great. And then they walk back into the casino, and they go, there he is. There's the guy. And he has and the red flower, red carnation. And then they See, I thought maybe this guy in jail was the master code breaker. And that some other guy stole his little flower rosette and threw him in jail. That's where I thought they were going with it. But then it ended up being that just just a a guy that they they placed their complete trust in to... And surprise, surprise, he's like, eh, see ya. Peace. (laughs) Well, if he could... Didn't he just, like, break out of jail, like, without trying? That was dumb, too. Why didn't he do that before? (laughs) For real. It's almost like this movie just does things. It's like, I'm just going to hang out here till more people come in looking for a code breaker, and then I'm going to impress them. And then BB-8 comes with a rescue mission that was going pretty well anyway. Yeah. Just... Uh. What a useless, useless film. <laughs> I did like the beginning. The whole battle, trying to take out the... That should have been the end of the second movie. <laughs> and the bombers, and that one girl um, from Iron Fist who oh, like, she, falls down on the thing. She's and from she's Iron all, Fist. <clears throat> I liked her more than Rose. Yeah, I, oh yeah, for, I know. For some reason, I was just like, oh, this character. Yeah, is... I'm pretty sure she's the girl in Iron Fist. Okay. And then Rose just like sat there and cried the whole time. She cried, then, she like, high roaded, she fell in love with a guy she didn't know for very long. The fight in the red room was cool. After Snoke dies and they all fight the red guards. I enjoyed that. You know, my mom looks at me like all happy. She's like, ah! and I'm just like, ah. You're just like, I'm over this movie. That's not my Kylo Ren. That he's good all of a sudden? Yeah, I'm like, something's not 
I'm like, no way. No He's way. He's so bad. <laughs> There's no way that this is where they're going. There's no way. So then, of course, when he's like, join me and we'll rule the galaxy, I'm like, yeah. This is what I would have done. Uh, the end of the film, if you're going to do the whole Snoke thing, you kill him early, fine. You can do that at the end of the second movie. And you think, okay. And then the big reveal, of course, that Kylo Ren is so bad and he wants to do it. And then you get her out of there real quick. And maybe at the same time, you have Poe and Moon Half Girl kind of boss. That's the end of the movie. Great costume. 